Welcome to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. Each week, our host, Dr. Laura Shinneman, dives deep into school library topics to help you build your skills and take charge of your own professional development. Her mission is to create an environment where librarians flourish and become lifelong learners. Now, on to today's podcast. I'd like to welcome Leah Fisher-Janos to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. So Leah, I'm so excited to meet you today. And if you would, go ahead and introduce yourself to us. Thanks for having me. Um, Hi, everybody. I'm uh, Leah Fisher-Janos, as Laura said. And um, gosh, what to know about me? That's a toughie. Um, But I guess for starters, um, uh, how I got, uh, how I became a school librarian might be a good way to start. I, I started out as a a classroom teacher, um, and uh, that was in 2002, 2003. Um, and uh, I've taught first grade, second grade, fourth grade. I've also been a forensics coach for grades four through eight. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, right? And then um, after, and then what happened is, um, I, and I taught in New Jersey first, and then Tennessee, and that's where I became the forensics coach. And then moved to um to Virginia uh I originally applied for a fourth grade position then after I had kind of gotten all the licensing things straightened out and whatnot and uh what was kind of funny is that I was applying like I said for a fourth grade position and I didn't get that I was kind of bummed because I really liked the principal and I thought the school seemed like a nice little community or whatnot and then he's like you want to be the school librarian I said (laughs) Uh, yes, please. Because <laughs> actually, it was kind of like, I, I thought it was kind of neat. <laughs> you know, I was, I was excited in a way, you know, so um, that was a tool that you so a couple days later, you know, there I was being a school librarian. And I had a really good friend at the time who had been a, f- a fellow uh, forensics, forensics coach, and she had said, huh. and she was also a school librarian, right at her school. And uh, she said, why didn't we think of this sooner? (laughs) And I I don't know, but you're right. Why not? You know? Yeah. It's an awesome job. (laughs) That's good. And I really love it. So, yeah. So, so where are you now? Like what kind of library are you in and what state are you in? Yes. Okay. So I'm in Virginia. Um, I, uh, I work um, about just shy of an hour North of Roanoke, Virginia. Um, I'm at a K through five school. Okay. Um, and uh, it is a public school, I should say, because there are other options. Um, and um, yeah, so I, you know, kind of just, uh, you know, started here. This is only my fourth year. So um, I'm pretty much a newbie to a certain extent, but I think that I'm far enough into it that I can kind of start to look back and say, huh, yeah, okay. You know, this is, the, you know, <laughs> I can reflect, but it's still kind of immediate. Yeah. So. Well, and then, you know, half of your time was during a pandemic, you know, so, that yes. was, that so you have two, two different yes. perspectives. So, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Mm-hmm. So t- tell the audience, what does it take to become a librarian in Virginia? Well, um, my story is a little bit interesting. Now, the, like the basics of it, um, you do have to have a, a baccalaureate, you know, a BA or whatever from mm-hmm. a college. So you have to have all that going on. Um, and you have to have 24 semester hours that are completed in certain areas, you know, with teaching stuff and all that literacy and reading. Some, some of these things I think are pretty standard, um, Mm -hmm. across the board. Um, and obviously you'd have to have, um, 
some librarianship credits. Um, yeah. Hello. <laughs> so that's kind of, again, that's like mistress of the obvious right here yeah. for you. Um, but in my instance, what was a little bit different is, you know, coming in, I had all the education stuff, but not the librarianship stuff. Right. So I'm actually a student right now okay. um, as we speak. And they hired me, you know, with the condition that I was going to be getting my uh, librarianship uh, endorsement, you know, for, for to be a library media specialist here in the state. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I actually graduate from Longwood University's school librarianship program. Um, go Lancers. Um, we didn't make it into the NCAA, like past the first round, but you know, okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it through my graduate study program. And yes, you are. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Okay, so with this kind of degree, the endorsement, like you're saying in Virginia, mm -hmm. does that mean like a master's degree or is it just like an added on certificate? It's an add on. Like I'm getting my master's, but you do can. It is an add-on endorsement. Um, so I believe it is 27 credits. Okay. Um, and, you know, at least in, in terms of the program I was in, I think that, again, that's pretty standard. And, you know, when I got that far, I was like, well, I'm just going to get the master's. Well finish. Yeah. <laughs> I only had nine more, you know, three more, you know, three more classes basically to go. Yeah. Very um, good. All right. Well, you're going to, so you're, hopefully you're almost there and can knock that out and be ready to go. All, all the rest of your life. So. <laughs> all right. So Leah, when you were starting, I, I'm going to think that must have, that was pre-pandemic. Right. Uh, and I don't know if it was your second or third year, you know, that, you know, you entered the pandemic started, but what, tell us something about those, that first year or two in the library. What was that like for you? Well, I mean, it was kind of funny because, you know, I had, I think some of the right instincts, but just because I had a, a really extensive background in, in literature and reading mm -hmm. and whatnot, having been a classroom teacher, particularly of some younger grades at first, you know, second, first to second grade. Yeah. Um, and um, having had an English background. And so I had all that going on, plus really good friends with school librarians. My aunt was a librarian. So I kind of mm -hmm. knew my way around a library. I was always in libraries, either at school or in, in public libraries growing up. I was a, a huge avid reader. So that it was I'm kind of a natural fit, but I still had no clue. <laughs> like it's like, <laughs> so um, some funny things. I, I mean, like, I remember one thing I remember that happened at, at the very beginning when I first started, you know, I walked into my library or I shouldn't say my, our library. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was it was kind of sad actually because they had only had a part time school librarian, so there wasn't somebody here like you know two or three days out of the school week usually. And I walked in and I just said, "Oh no, this is not no." So you know, um, I said about you know I knew right away I was going to have to a whole host of changes to make ahead of me, and um, so I. The first thing I said I was going to do is, you know, I looked around and the flow of everything was just awful. It didn't make any sense. And I said, if it doesn't make sense to me, how is it going to make sense to kids? It probably does yeah. not. So I said, that's a problem. So literally I started tearing books like off the shelves. You know, I was taking things like this has got to go, this has got to, this has got to go here, there and everywhere. So I'm, you know, and my principal, you know, the guy that just hired me, like literally like a few days before or whatever comes in and he said, and there's books everywhere, everywhere. everywhere. And he walks in and I, his face just was like, <laughs> and he's like, um, I'll leave you to it. And he just backed out very slowly, you know, like I'm just gonna, you know, but actually that turned out to be a good um 
mo for him to do because when he had he trusted me i guess enough even yeah. if yeah. so i was i'm very lucky in my principals and my administrators that i've had um and uh and you know he did he just left me to it and i and that was a, a good move by him <laughs> that was one funny thing that happened like i mean literally within my first week that wow. you know, i remembered you know and it was just it, it was it was entertaining to me yeah. but i was relieved that he yeah. just left me. you know and sometimes like what you just said sometimes you go in and you just I mean, you don't know what to do, but you know, something's got to happen, you know, so you just went for it and, and it worked out. So that was, that was good. So, yeah. okay. Is, is there anything somebody could have told you that would have made that transition earlier? Like any kind of advice they, they could have given you? Well, I mean, I, you know, I got advice from, you know, some people that I knew, but I think that, you know, in the end, it, in the end, you do have to kind of just do your own thing. Yeah. Um, um, but I mean, I kind of can look back and see, you know, what would I have done, you know, if I had known, you know, if I knew now, you know, like what I, yeah. uh, and I actually did a, uh, this past fall, a presentation for, um, for, uh, Vassal's annual conference about this actual topic. Okay. Um, yeah. Where I was, I was looking back and I said, you know what I said, I, like I said before, you know, there's. There's a lot of things that I still don't know. I'm, I consider myself a lifelong learner anyway, so I'm still picking up new stuff from lots of different people and places and whatnot. But I can kind of look back and say, oh, you know, ah, oh, this is something you should know or whatever. And um, so I did a whole presentation on this. And, you know, I think um, the one thing I've learned, and it goes against everything I, I want to do, is I can't, you can't do everything at once. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's like, I, I want, and so I have to, I would remind myself of that. Um, I would say, um, you know, even if you want to do everything at once and you have like this laundry list of items and you want it all done right now, um, I would say, you know, it's a good idea to focus on, you know, three or four things that are probably the most important to you that you think really have to be addressed. And it's all about, you know, um, you want to prioritize or whatnot. And then, um, kind of take it from there whatever those three or four things are um i think that that's a good thing to do so i kind of did that with myself and everything um but i didn't know that right off the bat you know and it's kind of hard yeah. to um and there's a lot of things i learned through my librarianship program too like you know about kind of breaking the ice with people and collaborating that's really hard and especially when you're new you know i i, I got lucked out because we have a really welcoming faculty here but it's not the case for everybody so yeah, yeah. there's just a lot I think it's a lot <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely all right well that's that's good and, and we'll hear more about your your talk in just a little bit but um talk for a little bit about um what what have you done this year that's really helped this year be a great year you know it's been a year kind of in and out of pandemic-y kind of things but uh -huh. uh, pretty stable now but what have what have been some good things that that you've done to make this an awesome year? Well, one thing that we did, and this is kind of, it's it springboarded off of something that happened at the end of last year, really, is that um, I was fortunate enough that uh, I applied for a grant um, from the American Library Association. And uh, this was their Libraries Transforming Communities grant. Okay, yeah. One that has the focus on small and rural libraries, and we're both of those things because literally we only have um, just under just under 200 kids. Um, so uh, uh, as, a, as, as a result of being awarded that grant, 
we've been focusing this year on a particular theme and actually it tied in really well with a lot of different things um, because of the pandemic and also because of our our students here and some of the, our patrons as students um we the theme um that the grant kind of revolved around or centered on was resilience um and so um everything that we've done kind of kicks back to that theme um uh, or that big idea of resilience yeah. and um because it's not a, a learned trait i mean it's not a an, um, an inherent trait it's a learned right. trait um and these kids don't they're not learning it Mm -hmm. um at home um and in the face of the pandemic it was something that they needed to know more about and frankly everybody <laughs> needed to know more about yes the whole um, and so yeah so we focusing on having that big kind of overarching idea and then we have related sort of monthly themes that's really served nicely to um to kind of uh keep us keep our eyes on the prize as it were and everything and and all the books that i've been sharing with them have related to different all these different facets um uh of each of the monthly themes you know like and i made the themes alliterative so that okay. it's easy for kids to remember and i have like, posted like share one what is mm -hmm. one of them what's one of okay, your things well, we started off of course you know in september is really when we started okay in August, you know it's the very beginning of the year and you have a lot of sort of you know um getting to know you things a little bit yeah. more so like you know september was support october was optimism uh november was nurture december was determination january was joy february was fortitude march was mindfulness ah. now we're in autonomy ah, very good. Really okay. vocabulary too and we talked about you know the definitions of things and parts of speech so i was working not just the concepts themselves but you know a lot of language arts and Love it. Lots of good books and everything. And we actually just had a whole March book madness thing um, that related to all the books that we've read so far as a part mm -hmm. of this. So it's all connected. Love it, love it, love it. And yeah. you know what, Leah, that needs to be a workshop. Oh. <laughs> it seriously should be a workshop. That would be so cute to have. I think oh, you well, there you This yeah, is how you, you can tell I'm still a newbie because I'm like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, because that's so creative and it just hits so many marks, you know, out, you know, you not just in library, our library world, but you know, you're connecting to the whole person. So that that's awesome. I try, I do like to focus a lot on social emotional learning mm -hmm. um, because I think that um, it's getting lost in the shuffle a lot with, especially with the focus on testing and stuff, woo, getting controversial, but you know, it's, it's, it, it does, things like that are getting lost. Yeah. There's a lot of ideas that you get say for instance more through fiction than you do from nonfiction, and i'm all for the nonfiction. I, I love you know history in particular yeah. um and we could get into a lot of stuff about that too but um yeah. uh, yeah. uh i love it i love it that's awesome very very good ideas there okay so let's do um transition on over to um that vassal talk you were talking about because mm -hmm. i know you are a new librarian and and that's going to be um, very relatable, you know, to this this audience as well as to the experienced people, the veterans that are out there. Um, uh, yeah, sure, to, maybe. <laughs> so, um, so go ahead and give us the rundown on on that uh, talk that you gave or the presentation you did. Right. Well, I, I was um, that was a really great conference for me because I actually I got um, uh, an uh, an award at that one, and then I presented it, and the pre presentation went really well, and I I just I, I felt 
somewhat confident for a change that I was like, okay, good, I'm going to show. Um, and what the whole, again, I, I like themes <laughs> um, I that way. So um, uh, the whole theme of the presentation was, um, it was, a, it was a very modest title, if I do say so myself. I'll, I'll let you know what it was, just because it's ridiculous. I will let you know okay. what it is in its entirety. Um, it's from A to Z, an alphabetic odyssey through a new librarian's first three years and what she learned there. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I, had, I was very grandiose with the title, but... Um, <laughs> But, but actually though, like I, I really tried to have fun with the presentation and everything itself, but that helped to keep it focused that, again, it's that thematic sort of way of thinking. Yeah. And, and it, I went through the whole alphabet and this actually- did. Started, I did. Didn't and skip it, any it, letters. I did, I had everything. And, it, and, and I had like, even like goodie bags for people that had that like alphabet, like crackers and things. Yeah, and cute. Yeah. With them. Um, but it, it, uh, it really helped to kind of, help me to stay focused and to, and to kind of touch on everything that I had learned over the, you know, under that structure, you know, under yeah. the basic structure yeah. that everybody, you know, and of course it's language arts. And so it's all there, you know, and whatnot. And um, kind of, you know, I just kind of went through everything. Like for instance, um, you know, obviously we'll start with the letter A, um, you know, you bringing your, it's kind of all about, especially being a new school librarian, it's all about kind of bringing your A game. Mm -hmm. And this was something that where I kind of started as, at the beginning, when I started as a librarian, I literally, these were the things that seemed to be the, the most important to me um, when I first started. And that was aesthetics, accessibility, acquisitions, and advocacy. Um, they, yeah. those were the, they all happened to start with the letter A, interestingly. <laughs> and so that's kind of where this whole presentation kind of came from. And, that was, yeah. and it's right at the beginning of the alphabet, it all worked, you know, and because those four things, it's kind of like what I was saying before, you know, when you when you first start, you want to do everything. But um, this one, you know, I, these were the four things that to me ended up kind of standing out from yeah. the, rest yeah. of the things that I want to do. And, and I said, these are the most important things. So for instance, with aesthetics, um, when I, as, as I kind of touched on before, when I came to the library, it was just gloomy up in here. Mm -hmm. um, and I said, oh, no, you know, like, if I don't want to hang out in there. And if I were a kid, you can better believe that I do not, I would want no part of it. Yeah. So aesthetics do matter. You know, you want your um, environment in the library to be um, warm and welcoming and, you know, fun and maybe even, dare, dare I say it, a little magical. I mean, you know, all of these things and more you mm -hmm. want, I think, because that, that, pervades the atmosphere I think once you set that tone aesthetically and then the kids are kind of like oh anything can happen here yeah that's true and, and, and man reading must be really fun and an awesome thing to do up in here look at these books and oh my gosh you know whatever so that was one thing and then to move on to accessibility you know I looked around and I said well you know I can't read the signage on here how if I were a kid how would I know where to find anything mm -hmm. and that was also why I moved everything around and, and changed the flow of the place because I, yeah. if I were a kid I wouldn't be able to find stuff acquisitions I tried to diversify our collection because there was a lot of gaps mm -hmm. um, and advocacy um you know I need I say more especially nowadays you know I I I, I, I knew right away I was like yeah you know I'm gonna have to you know, make sure even if I'm new that people, you know, know who I am, you yeah. know, um, and not just because it's about me, but it's about 
our library, our school, and most important, our students. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be, an, by advocating for the library, I'm also trying to be an advocate for them. Yeah. You know, yeah. So that they get the, the materials and the resources and the books and the this and the that that they need, mm-hmm. that they deserve. Mm-hmm. So. so when I'm looking at your, your four A's that are there, um, yeah. two of them really involve some funding too. So did you, did you have an awesome budget or how did you go about like working no. on environment <laughs> acquisition? I, mean, I, have a, I guess considering the size of our school, it's okay-ish, but okay. it's not awesome. Like yeah. really? Um, so, um, for instance, um, you know, uh, we got new furniture. Okay. We did not get new furniture because the, the district paid for it. Sorry, district. But, um, but I, 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 you know, we had these really old tables that were, I mean, this school, I think was built in the mid to late fifties and it, it, the, the tables were probably that old and like, literally there were cracks in the legs and they were, it was, it was not good. So, you know, and, and there were some older plastic chairs and one of the little kids said, Oh, that one bites, oh. you know, because <laughs> it like, look at it. It, it pinched, you know, because the yes, crack of the chair. I can remember I was like, this is like it. that. <laughs> so that was, I was very cute, but I was like, that's it. That's the final straw, you know. And so this year, that was one of the things that I, I said, I'm doing this this year. So mm-hmm. I, I went to um, uh, the donors choose and I got us some new tables that we'll be able to use when we restart steam again next year, wow. which we haven't had for a couple of years because of the pandemic. And I got a whole bunch of like flexible seating. So we've got like the, the yoga balls and floor rockers and wiggle stools and a whole bunch of other things, you know, and the kids are just beside themselves. They think it's the coolest thing. So, All right. so you mentioned donors choose there, there's a chance some of the audience doesn't know what that is. So could you okay. describe donors choose? Yeah. Donorschoose.org is, uh, if I can put it as basically as I can, it's, I, I think the first time I heard about this was because of Stephen Colbert, actually. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, that's where it was. I, yes, I'm a fan. Um, and uh, he basically had, had promoted it at some point during one of his shows um, as a way of assisting um, educators. Um, and basically what happens is, is as a teacher, whether you're a classroom teacher or a librarian having a slightly bigger or different mm-hmm. classroom, um, you can come up with uh, various projects. Um, and it could be anything really with, you know, and they have guidelines and everything. I won't go into all that now, but, and, and you can, you, you post it, you put it out there and then people, whether it's people, you know, cause you can share it with your own uh, professional learning network right. or strangers out there. And sometimes companies will match what mm-hmm. other people do. Mm-hmm. They'll make donations. Like yeah. they choose you, <laughs> hence the name donors choose, and they'll make donations to your project. And that's how I was able to do that. Um, I know other librarians, like for instance, um, uh, Casey Boyd, AKA boss librarian. She's had some success with it. I, I know as well, cause I've seen her tweet about that and whatnot. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, when um, I first saw it several years ago, I was skeptical. You know, I, I would I was like, uh-huh. who's going to yeah, give yeah. money to schools, you know, and just, you know, to strangers that they don't even know. And then the more I watched it and like librarians in my area uh, uh-huh. were just doing it left and right. And they were getting crazy amounts of things. I just couldn't, yeah. you know, iPad sets or, you know, maker space 
kids. You know, sometimes it was books, but a lot of times it was more, um, I saw a lot of technology pieces just because of where I was, that was what they were looking for. But I was just so shocked at the, the, um, I mean, what is it? The heart of the American people, you know, they're the people that oh, are getting, you know, it's just like, wow. where, you know, I've got to pull, you know, a Blanche Dubois and say, Whoa, I've always depended on the kindness of strangers, yeah. but you know, it's, it was just, you know, and friends too, you know, I mean, there were, there are people, you know, from family and friends who, you know, would see me, doing that, yeah. you know, and, and, yeah. but, but really it was, it's, mm-hmm. it's a remarkable, wonderful thing. Yeah. And I, I haven't done it myself because I, I don't work in a position that I would, you know, could use that. But don't you have to like write a little narrative, like the explaining yes, the need yep. of okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. And they again, they um they meaning donors choose, um, they give some, you know, some little uh, tidbits or okay. templates and things you can use. And then if you're if you're lucky enough to have your whole uh, project funded, um you do send like a, a, a thank you packet out so that like everybody, you know, and so that'll ideally you want to take, you know, some, some photos of maybe, you know, the kids using things or whatever yeah. privacy things taken care of in advance, but you know, um, you know, that sort of thing. And so it's so that people know, you know, how you're using the funds and can see it, you know, visually. So it's, yeah, yeah, but yeah there's yeah. requirements, but it's, it's, it's not a big deal to, you know, I mean, obviously, and um, it was, it was just, it was, I'm so excited. And like I said, when you see the looks on the kids' faces and they're like, you know. so in a way, I mean, in a way it's like a grant, you know, but most grants are like this time of the year or this mm-hmm. you know, date or whatever, but, but donors choose is just an ongoing thing. Yep. You know, people can yep. submit to year round, kind of like a rolling due date, I guess. Exactly. But, yeah. All right. Okay. So back to what you were just saying, your four A's, the aesthetics, accessibility, acquisitions, and advocacy. Mm-hmm. So for a brand new librarian, maybe this is their first year. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are kind of some, like some baby steps they could do uh, to start focusing on these four things? Oh my gosh. Baby steps. Okay. Um, well, in terms of aesthetics, you know, um, I would think that I mean, I could say, you know, some of the baby steps that I took, you know, like I, again, I had, to, I had to realize I can't do it all. So I had to say, well, what can I do first? Yeah. You know, so with terms of aesthetics, I remember the, my summer after that summer, um, one thing I did was I decided that I was going to paint on the walls. I painted murals up, up top you know, um, I'm like pointing at them, like you can see them, but you can't, um, but, but, you know, that was one thing I did to kind of brighten the space up. Okay. There's little things you can do. Um, just, you know, um, changing up some of the artwork around or whatnot, making it, you know, kind of, again, that warm inviting thing. I hung floating candles in the library over by where the, by where the Harry Potter books are. Oh. Um, just because, <laughs> to be fishing line you know and like from the dollar tree the the you know like the can't like the plastic candles and the battery operated yes yeah i'm looking at them right now you cannot tell that you can't see the fishing line and it looks like they're (laughs) so stuff like that you know that's like not expensive to do you know especially if you're on a budget you know and if you just yeah you know the floating candles took like two seconds to 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 mess with you know and the painting took me about a, a week or two, but you know, in the summer, you know, um, or just at the very end of the year, when you have like a couple of days or whatever, you can, you can knock that out. So that's mm-hmm. easy for aesthetics. Um, mm-hmm. For accessibility, um, changing signage is easy. Um, I um, made sure that I had signage that um, wasn't just words okay, um, yeah. because not everybody can read yet. So I made sure that I had, 
because when I came here, everything was just words and some of the books were actually covering some of it and you couldn't see oh. anything. I said, well, this has got to go. So I created out of these, um, they're like giant Jenga blocks and I glued okay. them together with Gorilla Glue and, and I, you know, put uh, with laminate like little cards on there. That, so it had the words, but it also had like a picture on it. And those are separating you know, the fiction um, and different sections in, in nonfiction and whatnot. So that, again, you can see, oh, you know, this is relates to this or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't genrefied my library yet. It's <laughs> something that I, that may be a very big project that I do take on in the future that I'm considering, but um, that doesn't apply here. And it's definitely not like a little baby step thing. No, so. it's not a baby step. <laughs> no, that's a biggie. So, yeah. um, and this one, my li this library was not, um, genrefied. Um, so that I, I, I knew that was something I wasn't going to be able to undertake immediately. So, okay, fine. Um, acquisitions, um, listen to your students, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, find out what they want. Um, actually I just did this cause school library month. I just did it just this week. I'm doing this and I did it right when I started, I did this whole thing. Like, what do you wish the library had? And oh, literally yeah. ask the kids, I put these giant pieces of poster board out for them to fill to and they in markers and i said hey you know what do you wish we had and so I, I got their feedback like right off the bat it's instantaneous also again not a lot of time not a lot of money required there mm -hmm. and finally you know advocacy that's probably in a way for a new librarian is the hardest mm -hmm. because you know who am i to speak up you know like i don't who i <laughs> I'm just, a, I'm a newbie. You're new. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What will happen, you know, like, but, you know, if you don't, who will? If yeah. you don't speak up for yourself or your students, who's going to do it? Nobody. You know, so you kind of have to just take that, that first step and say, you know, whether it's saying, um, could we please do this? Or I think it's really important to do one thing mm -hmm. or the other, you know, or maybe find one ally um, among the, you know, your faculty. Yeah. Who, you see eye to eye with and and kind of take it from there but yeah I know that's the hardest part and that's yeah. still something frankly that I'm still working on yeah. um, I think I, early on with me um when I first was starting when I was thinking I was asking for stuff for the library I felt like I was asking for me you know hmm. um and that made me uncomfortable you know, to, because I didn't want to, I didn't want to be the one always going and asking, you know, you know, right. for this, for me, but then yeah. once, once my mindset shifted yeah. and I realized, well, I'm not asking for me, you know, I'm, I'm asking for the kids and there's a reason, exactly. you know, behind this, then I felt a lot more empowered, you know, cause I was just being their voice, you know, I was exactly. sharing, you know, the needs of them and that, that helped me personally a lot, <laughs> so maybe yes. I somebody out there. Yes. And I mean, and that's something I, that's I think I kind of had a similar journey in that because you know I'm I'm I can be pretty vocal and opinionated and whatnot but I, I had trouble at the beginning you know kind of like you know put raising my voice yeah. and putting myself out there until I realized at some point I was like look we're this tiny school um I'm technically not a I am here full-time mm -hmm. unlike previous librarians but I'm technically half librarian and half a TTRT. Okay. Um, so uh, uh, that's, you know, because we have a, a, a small school and that drives me crazy um, yeah. because it's, it's an inequity thing. And I don't see why just because we only have under a certain amount of kids, why they don't deserve a full-time librarian. Yeah. 
I'll be taking that up with the Virginia Department of Education one day, but <laughs> maybe not right away. But you know, again, you know, how do you that, how do you broach that kind of subject with you know, you know? But it, uh, you know, it, it, again, if you if you don't, who will? Mm -hmm. And it's and and like you said, it's not it's not it's not for you. It is for your for your yeah. students. Yeah. And I do feel really strongly that you know these kids, just because they're in this little tiny library in this little tiny town, you know, I remember at some point saying to my principal saying, you know what, I'm going to put us on the map. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to go oh, international. Gosh. So you'll be on an international podcast. Okay. <laughs> I said, I'm going to put us on the map. I said, and it's not, and I said exactly well, like what we just said, it's not because of me. It's not that I want it to, it's not going to, it's not about me. It's that I want these kids who I see every day and I have grown to just adore them. And I'm so fortunate to be a librarian because I get to see them, you know, from JK all the way up to fifth grade or whatever. And I see them grow and you know, it's just, it's amazing. Um, yeah. I want them to, to have all that they can have. Yeah. Except for that, you know, encompass. So. You're empowering them. Exactly. I kind of see libraries as like catalyst. You know, we're we're the thing that kind of kicks off so much. You know, in their you learning. No, I when I applied for <laughs> Longwood University, I uh, that was in in my essay that I wrote. A catalyst. Librarians are, and that was one of the things I said were catalysts, were vanguards. Yeah other things but yes i use that exact word so yeah that's awesome yeah. yeah great okay so as we're wrapping up our time um together I, I know you're still in school is that really where you find most of your inspiration and your learning right now or where all do you get your library feeding from well i mean obviously i did get a lot of it because the if i could give them a shout out if, if, if it's such things are allowed but our our faculty i like to say you know i'm a huge shakespeare geek and i and longwood's faculty there's only four we don't have a giant program okay but i like to say uh as shakespeare I'm, I'm paraphrasing but he said you know um one of his characters said um in a midsummer night's dream in referring to another character though she be but little she is fierce mm -hmm. so i like to say though we be but little we are fierce because yeah. it's just a, it's a fabulous program and we've got you know um just audrey church jen spisak carl harvey and carl collins um okay. and they are just the the most decent human beings and so smart and talented and i'm like privileged that i get to learn things from them so they themselves have been the great um inspiration but also like i really i'm on twitter um i i made that like kind of as where the, the the core kind of if you will of my um my uh pln is um and i learned so many things there um some people you know twitter can be a negative place but if you know how to curate because you're a librarian mm -hmm. um so you but i mean really i've i'm like oh look at that person look at the ideas they have and look at that one and oh, yeah. this one's doing that so i'm always getting inspiration from people there yeah um and uh i i read journals obviously like i i read knowledge quest i i read school library journal and i you know i i i'm looking everywhere so i you know i'm always looking for stuff somewhere you know, Gina Seymour, oh my gosh, like I saw her speak at one of our Vassal conferences. And then I read one of her blogs and because of her that I, another project I did this year was I made a Huga hub in our, 
in our library workroom because I was like, why do I want to be in the library workroom in the back over there where nobody will see me and I can't see any of the kids? That's dumb. So yeah. I, I, I just made it into like basically a hookah hub back there for the kids and they love it. And sorry, what is that? I don't know what that is. A hookah hub. Oh, hookah. Sorry. Well, hookah is that it's like loosely translated. It's kind of it's a Danish concept of, of, of coziness and comfort. Oh, okay. okay. And so I it was nasty looking in there. It had like these like ugly like 1950s early 60s khaki green counters and this and that blah 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 so now it's like this calm soothing blue color in there and there's comfy cushy fuzzy seating and battery operated candles and you know like little you know coloring books and uh, there's crochet things to do in there and all sorts of stuff that's and there's a, a keurig in there that kids can make hot cocoa as long as they let me show them how to do it first so they don't break the machine and, and that sort of thing you know so and I got all that from Gina Seymour who's a high school librarian over in Long uh, Long Island and uh you know it, it, so it's anywhere <laughs> and she's and she's like a, a queen among librarians I, I admire her tremendously so um anyway so it's just you know a lot of different places you know and I I usually like you know and I mentioned conferences I I you know, usually I, when I go to the, when I've been to the Vassal conferences, I come away with like my head ready to explode, you know, and I need to like, I feel like I need a vacation afterwards yep. just so I can process everything, but it's so great. It's like, it's a happy problem to have, you know, Definitely. so yeah. And I just got on TikTok. Okay. So I find things there. My daughter turned 13 the other day and I was like, well, if you're going on TikTok now, so I'm going to have to go. She's like, oh, mom. I was like, nope. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on TikTok now and I actually posted my very first video on there about, you know, right before we started talking to each other. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, look for, um, I did a podcast with Amanda Hunt and she oh, talked yeah. about TikTok. She, so she, you can Google my name and her name and you'll find her interview on online and you can, um, she did a real good TikTok interview and kind of introducing people to kind of look for and oh, uh, cool. oh, hash, I would definitely hashtags to follow that kind of thing. But anyway, yes, yes fun stuff but well yes. it's been a pleasure talking to you today oh, so for no, our, our me. yeah so for the listeners who want to learn more from you and actually learn along with you um where will they find you online okay well um you can find me um mostly i would say um primarily if you want to see stuff that's on my mind or whatever other things um on twitter i'm at lebfj okay um i do blog for knowledge quest. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but and so you can just look, you know, search for my name in there and find me that way. Um, I'm kind of on the hiatus just until I finish my, my graduate degree. Uh, and then really back up because I just said to them, I said, I have too much other things. I have too many other things to write. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I do have my own website, which I started, um, especially because that's part of our, um, what we do at Longwood at the end. Um, and that's uh, org. very modestly named because there's a whole story behind the Regina Libris thing, which I will include on that site one day. Okay. Um, but it means literally in Latin, from Latin is queen of books. Oh, okay. so yeah. And that's also my TikTok handle too. Is okay. 
at Regina Weavers. Yep. Very good. All right. Uh, well, thanks so much for sharing, Leah. And I wish you all the best and get that degree. Oh, no. You've got a lot more to accomplish for us out there. So, so we can learn from you. It's never ending. Yeah, I know, I know. But it's fun. You see, you're laughing and smiling while we're talking about this. So it's it's fun to learn and to be able to share. You know, oh, that I know. Fun. I love it. Like I, I, I could just, I, I love it. It's never good. It's, it's, there's never going to be, hopefully, I hope the day never comes that there's, I, I will always have more books to read. I will always have more books to share. I will always have more things to learn. It sounds, you know, it's a happy problem. Like I said, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Well, you have a great day and thanks again for sharing. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a good one.